everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Anime Club After Dark. It's our JoJo's OVA. We've planned this for a long time. It's finally happening. Nani? Um, I'm your host, Alex, but as always, you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I just have, there's just two of us. It's, J it's our filthy casual, Jason. Yo, what up, everybody? I'm really a filthy casual, because I haven't even finished JoJo's yet. Yeah, <laughs> And it's so dark. You're so dark tonight. I know. Um, and our recording area. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and as always, our consummate friend, the what was he said you wanted to be called? The poser extraordinary. Poser extraordinary. Yes. Jo many JoJo's poses will be had tonight. Um, that's it. It's just it's just the three of us tonight. Um, that being said, we are talking about JoJo's. We're specifically only talking about the anime tonight, not the manga. Um, if Riker were here tonight, maybe we would be talking about the manga, but he's not. Um, I will. I do want to say that we may possibly spoil just about anything and everything. So if you don't want to be spoiled for JoJo's, probably, probably might not want to watch this just yet. Watch it eventually, though. Um, yeah. So, and we're only going to be spoiling stuff for the anime, not the manga. Um, other than that, uh, also, if you liked the uh, song we were playing in our intro. Uh, that is from a, music, a cover artist on YouTube named uh, Papushi. Yeah, the Papushi. Yes. I think, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. But uh, yeah, she gave us some permission to use that. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, JoJo's. It's a very vast universe of bizarre and unusual happenings. Um, I, myself, only got into JoJo's last year after many, many months of being hounded by Riker about it. Um and what actually got me into watching it was I watched the first episode um, of uh, uh, the first part of JoJo's when it aired on Toonami back in the uh, fall last year. And I watched the first episode. I was like, yeah, I think I can see myself watching this. And so I just went on Crunchyroll and binged the entire franchise in like three and a half weeks. So that was my, that was my experience. I think I started it last summer. I watched the first half of part. I watched part one, and then I took a break and watched part two during Christmas break, and then I started part three, also around Christmas break. But still haven't been able to finish it yet. Too much anime to watch besides killing my backlog. So much anime, <laughs> so little time. Exactly. And, jo and to be fair, JoJo's is not a small undertaking. It is over a hundred episodes. Yeah. It just now passed like the 100. It's only 110, I think, right now. Yeah, it's it's just it's slightly over 100 episodes. But like yeah. I said, it's no small undertaking. Yeah, There's it's a respectable number. It is. How'd you um, to what about you, Natai? Um, I just I just heard about it for the longest time over at a Facebook group, and someday I just decided, okay, I'll give it a shot because I had no expectations whatsoever. Um, so I started episode one. And it was super weird. It's really uh, bizarre. <laughs> and title. Many puns to come in this episode. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Then when the ending started playing, I was like, wait a minute, is this an English yes. Yes. ED? Literally, it's noticed, yes. Yeah, it's yes. It's literally roundabout by yes. And I was like, I think this is going somewhere. And yeah, it's. I started, la uh, I think last summer as well or even before that actually but somewhere actually no two years ago actually it's when i started watching it ever since it was a great ride yeah 
Well, since you brought it up, I think that's actually a good place to start. One of the very unique things about JoJo's, at least in the anime world, is that it uses English rock and pop rock songs as its EDs. Um, yes. And personally, I personally love that. Uh, I know some people think it makes it seem not very Japanese, which is not... I don't think that's a fair criticism. Um, however, I do like, so far, uh, for all four parts of the anime, I have loved the EDs that they've chosen. For parts one and two, it was Roundabout by Yes, um, which spawned a wonderful meme. Oh, um, yes. The to-be-continued memes that still go on to this day, and I still love them. Um, the second, or the, yeah, no, the first part of Stardust Crusaders had, uh, Walk Like an Egyptian by the yes. Bangles. Also, so a, re- a great song from the 80s. Um, the part, the second part of Stardust Crusaders has Pat Metheny's Last Train Home, which, when I first started that, I thought, this is a really weird contrast of the first two, because it's very subdued and it's very, it's instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, but... By the end of Stardust Crusaders, I came to realize that's actually a really fitting ED. It's so the perfect last home. for the ending. It is. Especially the visuals in that ED. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, this last season, Part 4, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, used Savage Garden's uh, I Want You. I'm a huge fan of Savage Garden, and I fucking love that song. Got that Chicky Cherry Cola. It's such um, a good ED. I mean, honestly, among all of the J-pop and J-rock, it's so refreshing to get something so unique and different. It is different, especially in the anime world. And that's part of the reason that this this show has been a bitch to license in the West. (laughs) Yeah. All of the references. references, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, all the references. And you see that in the subtitles, especially if you watch it on Crunchyroll. Now, if you watch it somewhere else, um, you won't see that. But if you watch it on Crunchyroll, instead of, like, in Part 4, instead of it being... um, Crazy Diamond. Uh, Josuke's stand is uh, Shining Diamond. It's like so that, shining. That's not the reference, though. It's Pink Floyd Shine on Crazy Diamond. That's the reference. Um, but I love, I love all the Western references in JoJo's, and I know that turns some people off, but it doesn't. It does, I think it adds to the. It really effect. shouldn't. It really oh, shouldn't. Sure. It makes it. Dif- oh, go yeah, go for it. No, go oh, okay, I'm uh, just saying it really shouldn't. Because like, it makes it a bit feel more universal, in my opinion. Because, I mean, from what I've heard, like, each ED is chosen by Samsung uh, Araki, the manga of the, of the manga. Like, the manga, uh, Samsung you listen to while working on certain parts. So, mm-hmm. we, I, I just feel like it's really interesting. And just like a little, re- you could say, I mean, reference to the original material, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I will say one thing, and, and Riker actually told me this, when Savage Garden's I Want You was announced as the ED song for Part 4, Savage Garden was really, really excited about this, and they kept telling everyone, hey, you guys should go watch this, because our song is <laughs> in it. That's, all, that's actually, um, like, all the references and stuff are part of the reason why I wanted to watch it. Besides, you know, everyone always talking about it and referencing, oh, it's me, Dio, and all that stuff, like... Like, after hearing about it, I read, like, wait, all, about wait, all the Wait, wait, you gotta books. do the pose. No. You gotta do the pose. I'm not the poser extraordinary. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but he doesn't have a camera. But, uh, uh, you so, thought it was a podcast, but it was me, Dio! <laughs> yeah, so, like, that that actually started my interest. I was like, oh, I want to see, like, how they reference all this stuff. And then, and then hearing all the music and stuff, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. No, Shinoda, I will not do the pose. No. <laughs> Shut up, Shinoda. 
that you can watch, but you can't fucking be here, you fucker. No, you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, the music overall in in JoJo's is fantastic, from my in my opinion. Um, like the um, <laughs> it's very good. You were excited, clever comment, but it was me, Dio. It's actually very good. Thumbs up, sir. Um, but um, just the overall music in, in in JoJo's throughout, I think, is really good. Um, we'll get to the OPs in a second, which are phenomenal, but. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of like theme music in anime has become the Pillar Man theme from Part Two. It's so good. Love that is so fucking hype. Like that, you should play that as your intro music, like anywhere, <laughs> even if it's for your own funeral. That you should play that. It's so good. I mean, personally, it's, it's like that. It's, it's so enchanting. It's so good. Um, my favorite, uh, like part of the OST is uh, like. Whenever Jotaro is like starting to actually fight, there's like this really awesome guitar riff that kicks in. It's like oh, one of my favorite yeah. themes ever. It's yeah. so perfect for the, the show. Battle theme is really yeah. good. So. And that and like that when they do like the screwball comedy and he go and and he'll pull his hat down and go yada yada. There's that so little good. like there, there's it's almost like a, a comedy riff that plays and it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also think from part one, a lot of people don't remember this, but Jonathan's theme from part one is actually really, really good, too. Um, it's very, it's orchestral, and it's very um, high energy. And I really like that. I don't I should really listen at all. <laughs> do you, what do you remember about part one? Dio? Um, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, spoiler alert, the dog a, dies. And they were on a boat. <laughs> they were on a, well, yes, they were on a boat at the end. You're right. That See, boat didn't have I a good time. Stuff. And remember Jonathan's girl's first kiss. That bastard. Yes. That's in the OP. <laughs> but it's also in the first episode. So it, Yeah, it's in the first episode. And the OP doesn't play in the first episode. That is very and Roundabout doesn't play in the first episode apart. No, it actually does. Does it? It didn't yeah. play in the it didn't play in the tsunami one, and I actually didn't watch the Japanese version of the first episode, so that's I, I'm pretty sure it was because that's like one of the things that really got me through the first part because I personally didn't really enjoy it, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, See, I have a, a very boring. different opinion of part one. Like, I enjoy every single part of JoJo. I think they're all great. I mean, part one is not as good as say part two, three, or four, but I still think it's good. I think part one is the most stereotypical out of the of all the parts. I would agree with that. Yes, stereotypically shonen. Yes. So like, um, even, even John, even uh, Jonathan himself is pretty cut, pretty cookie cutter compared to all the other guys. But the dog dies, and that doesn't happen in a typical shonen. The dog doesn't <laughs> die. Hello, I mean, Irma. hello, Irma. Um, I managed to get people in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, but let's talk about the OPs because the OPs are hype as fuck. Every yes. single one of them. Um, the very first OP for part one, uh, that fantastic. comic book style that it is fantastic. And Tommy is so amazing and he has the most manly masculine voice. Um, but that has that, that comic book style of the OP is really like, it, it pops. It's, uh, I, I can't think of another shonen or any kind of anime OP that looks like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the name of because it's the, for the first three parts, it's actually a different studio made the openings, I think, because it's all made in CG, actually. Yeah, the first and, three openings are all CG. Yeah, and it's such a well 
done CG. I mean, it's so good. It's so well directed and everything like and they just fit so well into the show. I mean, they did such a wonderful. I mean, I'll look at the name of the studio in a sec, but they did such a wonderful job with all the OPs because they just they get you hyped. They get you in the right mood for a new Jojo episode. And each one of them like sort of tells an interesting side of the, sh the show. Um, and I also love all of them, but yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Um, if you actually pay attention in the very first few seconds of that OP, every single JoJo appears in that. Yes, yeah. And it's... in reverse order. Mm -hmm. And that's also like goes into the direction of the first, like, because the first episode, uh, not episode, excuse me, the first opening is all about the conflict between Dio and Jonathan. And it's interesting how, like, so you mentioned that the OP starts and it's, the Joe star lineup and bloodline goes from the newest member to the original one, Jonathan Joestar. But then along the way, it cuts to Dio and it goes through his story, but from the moment he was young to when he got older. So you've got this sort of reverse sort of, um, how should I say, like Jonathan versus Dio. So Jonathan is all about going back in time. Dio is about getting older and it's sort of there's a great analysis of that uh, op by Mother's Basement. He's a YouTuber, and uh, we should you it should all go check that really analysis. It's actually really good in-depth an analysis of that op. Yeah. like super in-depth. Yeah, you you all should go watch that analysis. It's really. And when really I say super in-depth, he's like analyzing individual pixels. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. I, I am, but. <laughs> oh God, I, no. no, we're not doing another 16.5 reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Um, that was Unless nice... you want me to do Christopher Walken's voice, I can do that. Um, that would be interesting. <laughs> Christopher Walken reading fan fiction. Um, anyway. Um, but, um, I, like you say, Natai, I think that's actually a really good contrast in that OP. Like, you see one person going from the past to the to uh, the future, where one is going from the future to the past. Yeah. It's, it's just very well done, very well directed, and the songs themselves, like, even... Without the animation, the songs are just amazing. They are, and I listen to them all frequently. <laughs> yep. Um, however, uh, it's not my favorite OP. It is one of the best, but it's not my favorite. Because I think, Natai, you know which one's my favorite. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, come on, sing it with me. Come on, sing it. Let the voice of love, of love take you take higher. You higher. <laughs> I don't know whether I should be insulted or not. I'm, I tried on purpose to make it sound even manlier during this. <laughs> oh man, you gotta get a shining justice. Ah, uh, Tommy's voice in the units version is so good though. Um, um, I just looked up the name by the way. So the studio that made the first uh, four OPs actually for Judges Bizarre Adventures actually Kamikaze Doga and not David Productions, only from Part four of the show, Diamond is Unbreakable Forward, it's uh, David Production that made the well, openings. I have to Just... say, with Diamond is Unbreakable, David Production did a fantastic yeah. job with all three of them. Yeah. Um, especially... Some people, were turned, some people were turned off by the fact that it's back to 2D, but they were still so good, and I, like, I, I really great. liked it. Yeah. Um, it definitely did lose a little bit of its signature style, I would say, but I think that David Productions took up the banner really well. Yeah, yeah, they um, handled it pretty well. Also, the fact that Diamond is Unbreakable is three separate OPs, whereas each mm -hmm. other part only really has one. 
Except for Stardust. That had well, Stardust, two. yeah, but that was two separate seasons. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Um, speaking of Stardust, however, the second Stardust uh, Crusaders OP is really, really good, too, because it brings uh, the first three uh, OP artists together again mm-hmm. for End of the World. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, Stardust Crusaders in itself was, like, the anime, the anime was, like, a culmination of fan hype that was built for several years ever since this show started and then and like the last op of that arc is like the culmination of three really awesome ops it's so awesome that they decided to do something special with it and bring the original three artists of each previous op to sing together the new op because it's such a great song mm-hmm. it is so hype um something really great about that op is the ending of that op Yes. Where it's... a certain someone shows up and actually it actually affects the OP. Mm-hmm. The, like, I think yeah. it was the the uh, the second to last and the third to last episode of the second season of Stardust Crusaders actually used a version of that OP where Dio actually uses Zawardo and stops time in the OP. And it was great. And they, they flipped the camera around to show his view of it. And if you look, the credits are actually flipped around too. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, it's actually like that old mini sequence is actually going for nine seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's it like, is, it is exactly amount, nine, yeah. it's exactly nine seconds from the time that he stops time to where he starts it again. This amount of details, like, they gotta love the source material if it's that, like, all this, all this detail they put into the openings. I mean, it just shows that they have some, they care about the source material. They want to adapt it in a respectable way. It's, Really, I yeah. mean, good job on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. David Production is doing a fantastic job from all points on this. Um, but uh, shall we move on to something less musical? Sure. The characters, <laughs> which let's be honest, are the bread and butter of JoJo's. Yeah. Uh, without these crazy characters, you would have no JoJo's. Um, like I've told you guys this, my personal JoJo rankings from the anime specifically are. Um, Joseph, because is there? I defy you to name a better shonen protagonist than Joseph Joestar. Um, <laughs> Joseph, Josuke from Diamond, Jonathan, and Jotaro. Now, before you hit me for saying that Jotaro is number is last among those four, I don't really like Sundares, and Jotaro is far too Sundare oh, for me. So it's, it's actually why I like him. I like him more than Joseph. Like, I mean, Joseph's great. I love, I love his catchphrase though. Yeah. Yada yada does it. I want a t-shirt that says yada yada does it. Yep. Uh, I want one of his hats, too. His and character you know design. I, I always wondered how his hat stays on his head, but I know now how he, his hat stays on his head. Because a lot of people think that there's no back to his hat, but there is. What he did was he took a, bu- a bunch of his hair and glued it onto the back of his hat. <laughs> because really? there's, a, there's, a scene, yeah, there's a scene in the manga where... A what? Really? Like, yeah, there's a scene in the manga where his hat gets flipped up, flipped off, and you see it fly away, and there's actually a back to the hat, and it shows the hair on top of it. So he has cut off some of his hair and glued it to the back of his hat so it looks like it's just one piece. Oh, shit. I thought it was just, like, artistic <laughs> license. Like, oh, I'm going to just let the hair come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes no like... sense. Okay. That's kind of... But it's very just JoJo's. Imagine... It is it's very, very JoJo's. Because it's very weird. Just it's in... very bizarre. I'm just in... I'm just imagining trying to get to bed and the hat is still stuck on his head. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, it's like, ah, oh, forget it. Just stay there. <laughs> but the uh, the character designs in JoJo's are top notch. I mean, yeah. but you 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 gotta owe a lot of that credit to Araki for coming up with all these great designs because I don't know where he gets it, but he comes up with some of the most interesting and creative character designs I've ever seen in anime. I mean, look at the, Joseph Joestar. What other old man could you look at in silhouette and say, yeah, that's Joseph Joestar? Yeah, I would say the character design is pretty outstanding. Yeah, um, they're pretty great. I mean, I think, like, like going back to Jotaro, because when you look up, I just saw, like, an interesting mashup someone did for um, Cowboy Bebop and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's really well made. It's pretty much the Bebop OP, but with JoJo characters. Yes. And there's, like, a, there's a shot of Jotaro going with it. It's just his silhouette, and it's, like, you can recognize that silhouette almost anywhere and know it's a it's a Jojo character. Also, it's specifically Jotaro. It, Araki has mm-hmm. said over the arcs, he's just been getting better and better at making new and interesting designs. And that yeah. was a horrible pun on my part. I apologize. <laughs> um, no, you're you're right though. Um, Riker has actually said that he has this concept what he calls a silhouette character. And that if you can look at a silhouette of a character without any kind of facial features, without any kind of distinguishing features, just the outline of a character, and you can tell who they are and what show they're from, that is a sign of really good character design. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a sign of unique character design. Yeah. I would agree um, And I would actually argue that too few, I, w- I will say too few animes do that these days, but I would, I would argue specifically that far too few shonen do that these days. There's so much recycling of character designs in Shonen. And it's just nice to see something that isn't recycled character designs. Yeah. Also, it's in- interesting the color palette of each character because each character has like several different ca- color palettes. And you see, especially in the latest season, how they switch around the outfits and the colors of some characters. Mm-hmm. And it's it and it's just fun seeing them like going wild with different colors and different variations of, of outfits. Just gives a little bit more life to these characters. Speaking of outfits, the outfits in Diamond are pretty fucking great. Yep. Like it's and some it's of them is just Dolce like school uniform. How is that a school uniform? I mean, really, who would wear that to school? <laughs> I mean, I would, but. I mean, I would, yeah. <laughs> it's so like it's like and Riker has said this when 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 Araki started doing uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, he got really into men's fashion. And that's why the character designs look how they look in Diamond. is because he was studying men's fashion back in back in the early 90s. Oh, that's yeah, this is what people like, thought that the late 90s fashion were going to be like, apparently. Yeah, because in part for a lot of the characters actually um, students from high school. But their student, like the uniforms, they put all sort of weird stuff on their uniforms because, I don't know, JoJo. And, it's, and it just works so well. Because JoJo. That's yeah. a really good excuse for it, just because JoJo. That's the answer to everything, man. Just, <laughs> it's JoJo. Why does Josuke deal with have, it. Why does Josuke have a sweet pompadour? Because JoJo. Yeah, just deal with it. It's like, yeah. Um, I will say, I like Jotaro's design more in Diamond is Unbreakable, more so than I did in Stardust Crusaders, mostly because I love his white jacket. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful. I want that and jacket. his hat. His hat <laughs> changes every three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. It has different stuff on it. Yeah, because Josuke keeps breaking it. I don't know. Probably. You've seen what he you've seen what he did to him at the beginning of part four. It's like, yeah, just punch that hat. <laughs> um, 
I will say there was a specific character in part four that when I first when he was first introduced, I did not like him. But as Koichi. the show went on, I liked him more and more and more and more. No, it's not Koichi. I actually liked him from the beginning. No, I'm talking about Rohan. Oh, really? I really? When he was first introduced, I really didn't like him because the first couple episodes that he's in, they they play him off as a fucking pedophile. <laughs> because of the way he's like after Koichi, he's like, this fucking guy wants to rape Koichi. <laughs> I, I love him. I mean, if you don't know, I mean, this character is actually a mangaka, and his power is like related to that. And he's Heaven's so. Heaven Stall. He's such a weird character. I love him. He's uh, like one of the best parts of Diamond is Unbreakable. In I my think opinion. he is too. But th- when he was first introduced, I didn't like him. But like after seeing him four or five times, I really, really liked him. And he, he fucking hates Josuke. Yeah. Just yeah, one of, down his house. From part two, Battle of Tendency onwards, seems like Araki got better at like making character interactions even better and better. Because in part two, you had uh, Joseph and Caesar. In part three, you had the Crusaders themselves, how they bounce off each other. And then in part four, it gets even bigger with the cast. It's really fun to watch the, all the characters interact with each other. It is, because none of them really know how to interact with human beings. <laughs> <laughs> they only know how to interact with other stand users. Yep. Speaking of stands, should we talk Speaking about stands? Sure. Yeah. Uh, want to explain? <laughs> want to explain first what they are? Because that's always fun to get yes. people to okay. explain what they are. What are what are stands? Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, ha- listen. Hamon is Hamon. Hamon. Hamon, Hamon. I can't talk. Um, Hammond is hard enough to explain. I'm kind of glad they went away from that. And it's I pretty love, easy. I, I love how in part in Stardust Crusaders, toward the beginning, they they tried desperately to explain how Hammond and uh, Stans are related, and it doesn't work at all. And they're like, I just roll with it. Yeah, I definitely but, glad they went okay. with Stans because I I thought the the Hammond was so dumb. Like, like it kind of was. killed a little bit of my enjoyment because I was just like, really, oxygen is gonna do all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Oxygen is a very powerful thing, though. It it call, it starts fires. Yeah, I love it because like when when the show starts out, so like the supernatural element. I mean, at least one of them is this thing called Haman, which is basically uh, breath magic. Just that, think about that as breath magic. But then by the end of part two, you pretty much, Araki pretty much like did the most he could do with that. So when you got to part three, he started this new thing called stance, which if I had some way, some, uh, mm, it's pretty much personas if you play the persona games, only better. Um, it's like, much better. Yeah. It's basically you have this sort of spirit beside you that has its unique trait or something and it, it does battle. And that's pretty much it. So that switch between like from Haman to stance, I think sort of brought brought new energy to the show that it really needed, in my opinion. Or if you've seen Shining like Things, it. kind of think of that, too. Mm. Yeah, sure. Kind of powers. Um, some stands are great. Some stands are bullshit. Let's be honest. Um, that Superfly from Diamond is Unbreakable is bullshit. It's literally an electric pillar in it's outside amazing. of town that, can, that all it does <laughs> is trap you inside. That's it's it. Amazing. That's all it does. That's all it does. It gave us one of the best Nani in Diamond is Unbreakable, so I love it. Oh, you're talking about the one where Josuke gets impaled? No, no, it's the one where Josuke tries to get out of, of Superfly, and he's like half metal. It's oh, like, Nani? <laughs> it's such a perfect shot. No, and it's so drawn out. Nani? Yep. 
Um, yeah. Um, also, yeah, the alien, part... the alien that they find in, in oh, Diamond, yeah. where they're all convinced that he's a stand user, and he's just an alien. He's just, just literally an alien. Yeah, it's the cool thing about stands, and it enables you to, like, do whatever you want with the stand user, the one who's, like, the stand belongs to. Because you get to part four, and you have literally two rats fighting an older man and a student. That's an actual scene in part four. It is. It is. It's amazing. Oh, and how about the plant that gets a stand power? Yeah. Stray cat. <laughs> the, the gist of it, there was a cat, and now he has a plant, and he... It, and he it's, a, it's a hissing plant that shoots air bubbles. And that's that's the whole power. He shoots air bubbles that explode. I think I'm going to look at part 4 once I get to it. <laughs> yeah, you are. Trust me. Part 4 is amazing. Because part 4 is like the part where stands really get into their own. It's, mm -hmm. You start really seeing... They have a personality of their own. They're not necessarily linked to the person using it. They all have a personality of their own. Even the cat. Even the even stray cat. Um, but yeah... Um, I will say this, that part four had the most amount of references used as stand names. Yeah. You had, um, you you had, had Crazy Diamond. Crazy Diamond. You had Killer Queen and, and the ability Bites the Dust, which was amazing. Um, you also had... Um, uh, Red Hot Chili the, Peppers. You had... Red uh, Hot Chili Pepper. Oh, my God. That, that one was great. No, and they every time they said that name, it was all one word. Red Hot Chili Pepper. Yeah, they went ham on the English with they this did. season. It's oh, great. oh God, red hot chili pepper. <laughs> exactly. Um, God, oh, Koichi Stan echoes. That was oh. great. And, and it was so great because it was it was related to the song because it had an Act One, Act Two, and Act Three. S H I T. Oh yeah, and when he gets gets to Act Three and he actually and echoes actually gets a voice, he never swears. He spells out the swear words. <laughs> so it's like echoes Act Three freeze S H I T. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a, and yeah, in Part Three as well, you got some really weird stands. I mean, you had uh, in the let, the second half of that show, you had um, Vanilla Ice, the stand user, and oh, Cream, Vanilla the Ice stand. Is amazing though. Yeah. There's a stand user and... called Vanilla Ice, and his stand is called Cream. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's Jojo, so it's good. Um, God, and then, what was the, uh, in, uh, oh, Mariah. <laughs> Mariah was great in part, uh, three. Uh, the magnet chick? Yes. She made everyone magnetize, so they stuck to each other. <laughs> it's like, it's such a bullshit power, and it only works in a specific way. But they find a way to make it work. That's the beauty of it. You bring a character, it's like, hey, that's my power. It's like, well, that's a shitty power. It's, but no, I'm going to destroy you with my power. And now I'm going to show you how. And that's like pretty much every fighting in JoJo from part three onwards. Mm -hmm. And I love it. You, uh, you've got in part four, you've got a stand power, which is like a lockpick. Oh, I don't yes. know. Like, how, how <laughs> you know how it's going work? to destroy your life? It's going to make you regret to death, pretty much. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, if you think about it, that's kind of like what Heaven's Door is that Rohan uses. It's basically a a way that for for him to look inside someone's mind. Yeah, and it, it literally turns people's faces into a book, mm -hmm. and it looks so and everything. Weird. Is, it's it's so weird, but it's so stylish and it's so serious about it, which just elevates it beyond being weird. It's it's weird, but it's also really cool and really interesting and really off the wall. Yeah. Um. 
there was another uh, stand in Stardust Crusaders. Um, oh, shit. Oh, uh, uh, stand, Magician's Red. That stand was amazing because it was it was one of the most versatile stands because it, it really was both long one. range and short range. What do you Just my kid chicken. I really like that one myself. Yeah. Also, yeah. Abdul Abdul is like bro. He is like such a bro. Abdul is the man. What's his name? Um, Paul Nerov really pissed me off because of what <laughs> happens to Abdul because of him. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you gotten to the part where they? Uh, you've gotten to the part where they're in Egypt, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. The next episode I'm watching is when Dio's old lady helper finally like comes after. Oh, Inya. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Inya. that's a good one. Uh, I will say this: pay attention because something that she has in her possession becomes a major plot point of part four. Oh, interesting. I'll have to pay attention. Yeah, uh, part four actually makes part three even better. After I would, yeah, I would agree with that. And, and you know, Riker and I were talking about this. Part four is really because they don't. Except for the whole thing with Inya and um, I really don't want to spoil it for Jason, but the arrow that she has, um, you don't really have to watch any other JoJo's to get into Part Four because mm-hmm. it's pretty much a self-contained story within that universe. Yeah. They don't I mean, reference a whole lot of anything that's come before it. Yeah, it does. It it does get. I mean, but when you do get to the end, I mean, the entirety of the first part like starts to kick in, in terms of the emotional weight you could say behind the finale yeah. so i mean yeah um but <laughs> someone described diamond as it's a slice of life anime that turns into a mystery with that the main villain wants it to go back to being a slice of life it's so <laughs> and true that, and that's pretty much true and 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 Riker and i agree with this that by the end of diamond you really root for kira i did like i it's wanted to win yeah i mean um, do we do we want to go on about Kira? I've, it's, it's something interesting regarding the parts themselves in terms of genres. I'll just digress back to that, and then just because each part is like its own genre. It's like part one is like some. It's, it's like you could horror. say generic shonen, but it's yeah, it's almost a Victorian horror. Then you get to part two, and it's the Indiana Jones search for the lost MacGuffin. Then you get to part three, and it's like <laughs> then you get to part three, and it's like the Bros road trip. And then you get to part four, it's fucking Scooby-Doo. It's amazing, like, how different each part is. You know, this is actually the best analogy I've ever heard for JoJo's. It's like, yeah, Victorian horror, search for the lost MacGuffin, (laughs) bro trip, Scooby-Doo. That's it. (laughs) And from what what I've heard, part five is basically Prada and Dolce & Gabbana. (laughs) I'm excited for part five. But yeah, and, and part four gave us, like, one of, like, I think my favorite villain ever. With Yoshikari Definitely Kira. my favorite. It's definitely my favorite shonen villain of all time. Yeah, Kira. Like Dio is great. Don't get me wrong. I think D and I think Dio's introduction in part one, where he fucking kills Joseph's doll or Joseph Jonathan's dog right in front of him, is <laughs> fucking amazing. It's one of the best villain introductions ever. Like you don't it needs no context. You know that this is one evil son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, but Kira. Kira isn't really introduced in part four. Like, he is, but once once you actually get properly introduced to him, you realize he's been in the background in almost every single episode. Yeah, I mean, you get, like, the first episode introduces a glimpse of him, and that's, like, that's, like, a major thing what they showed you. It's, like, one of the strongest powers in the show. But when you actually get to meet him, um, it's, like, 
it's interesting because it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to fight. It's too much of a bother. I just want to go back to my life and eat my sandwich tuna and cut my nails and lick dead people's hands. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's it. I mean, that is Kira in a nutshell. Um, and he's so like, I mean, I just, I don't know who's the voice actor. I haven't caught the name of it, but it's so good. Hold on, I'll look in, in it up. That, yeah, it, it's like Kira. I mean, when I was told there would be a different villain for part four, I was like, but Dio is so good. I mean, how can you talk with that? But then I actually watched part four. And it's like, okay, I'm on board. It's like, Kira is my favorite villain, I think, in anime. Um, I it's can tell you who so does good. the voice of Kira. It's uh, Toshiyuki Morikata. And if that name sounds familiar, it's probably because you watch Berserk. He is the voice of the I haven't watched Berserk, actually. But he's, has he played like a major role in that show? Yeah, he plays the role of Griffith. Oh. Which is I one of the main name. characters. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything else. Uh, I mean, he plays a character in Bleach, but who really cares about Bleach? Not I. Um, <laughs> sorry. Which character in Bleach? Um, uh, he plays uh, Kurosaki. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, um. Yeah. That's who does his voice. Uh, Yuki Kaji, for those who are interested, actually does the voice of Koichi, and I did not know that until I just looked it up. Wait, it does not. That? It does not sound like Yuki Kaji's voice. Name? Oh, Yuki Kaji is amazing. He's doing yeah, literally like... everything. Everything good. <laughs> yeah, Koichi is an amazing character because. At first, when he's introduced, he's like this small kid, and I thought, oh god, he's going to be a speedwagon character, which I'm going to hate. And it's like, what? Uh, but then, no, but... no, 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 speedwagon is amazing. Fuck off. Wow, Jonathan, how did you do that? Oh. What an amazing yeah. technique! <laughs> I love speedwagon. Speedwagon is by far my favorite character in part one. He's so muda. Yeah. <laughs> muda. Useless. He is useless, and that's his charm. Yeah, but anyway, like, but when you get by the end of part four, Koichi is like, I think it's like he's got like the most character development throughout the that season. And yeah, you like, actually in get the best to see him grow. You, you in the do best get way to possible. See him grow. Um, but exactly, Speedwagon's a great character. Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, no, the reason I like Speedwagon so much is he is a running commentary character. He is basically there. He has. Pretty much, he's powerless in this world, basically. I mean, in in terms of fighting. Uh, he's basically there to just remark on how fucking awesome the main character is, and he does a really good job at that. He not, he not only does it with Jonathan, he does it with Joseph, too. Yeah. As an old man. Whenever there's a character that acts like Speedwagon, I'm just picturing, like, the spirit of Speedwagon, like, being in the background, like, getting inside someone's head. It's like, now you got to say this, now you got to say this. Be amazed, damn it. Be amazed. That is the Speedwagon motto. Just be amazed. Uh, um, I was kind of disappointed when I watched part two, and I find out really? that, well, at the end, when I find out that um, Speedwagon doesn't have any kids. <laughs> it's like, no, I want more, I want little Speedwagons running around. I want <laughs> Speedwagon Juniors. Yeah, well, you sort of have that with Hayato from part four, I would say. He's like a small kid. He has no business being there, but he outsmarts like one of the greatest villains ever. So it's like... Yes, I would actually agree with that. Uh, I would actually say in part four, Ogiyasu is a more Speedwagon character than Hayato. He's so dumb. He is so dumb, and he even acknowledges, I'm not too smart. What is he talking about? 
it's kind of brilliant because his stand power is like really powerful, but they justify him not using it sometimes because he's so dumb. I also love the he's... fact that that Josuke essentially kills his brother, and he's like, "Eh, let me hang around with you for a while." <laughs> well, technically, it was Red Hot Chili Pepper, but sure. Well, yes, but Josuke was responsible for it all happening. That's true. And then Okiyasu's like, eh, I'll hang out with you for a while. What's yeah. the worst that could happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But one thing we got to talk about is Polnareff, because Polnareff is the Speedwagon character of Stardust Crusaders, and I would say that he is by far one of the best things about Stardust Crusaders, aside from Joseph Joestar, of course. Yeah, like, I mean, Jason, you're best... currently watching. He has, yeah, he has the best nani. That's true. Also, he's French, which he is, is French. weird, but it's like, sure. Jean-Pierre Polnareff. I liked him yeah, at I, first, I, I, but at this point where I'm at, I was like, you, your arrogance ugh, annoys me. Also, he gets into many, many bad situations in bathrooms. He should really <laughs> yes, stay away from He, he should like really a main... stay away from public bathrooms. <laughs> That's like a main feature of JoJo, all the scat humor in that show. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, like, oh, <laughs> when when they have the baby stand and they're trying yeah. to change his diaper, <laughs> but he's invisible. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man, the invisible baby was pretty great in part four. Um, yeah, the baby stand in um in uh, part, uh, part three was great too. Yeah, when was it? Was it Kakuin or? Uh, Polnareff, I can't remember now, that car baby stand. It was Kakuin that... Kakuin yeah, car's baby in stand into his hand. It's, it's like, so weird. no one believes what he's saying, and then he wakes up with baby stand written on his arm, and everyone's like, oh my god. <laughs> Not everyone, just Joseph. <laughs> well, everyone was thinking it, let's be honest. Yeah, was... <laughs> you think as much English as, jo- uh, as Joseph speaks, everyone else will start doing it. The amount of English Joseph gives in part three is just remarkable. Um, it just elevates the show. That's good to know. Apparently the baby from part four is going to be uh, important later. I did not know that, but I know now. That's awesome. And knowing is half the battle. I feel yeah, like Koichi's going to be an important character going forward. I don't know, but I, I have this feeling that he's going to be important going forward. Is there, yeah, is there like a character you want you want to see from previous parts to be in the next ones because i mean i don't really have that much knowledge of the next Speed one but it's just interested well, <laughs> bring it back from the dead listen it's jojo's <laughs> anything is possible they can freaking stop time in jojo's they can go back in time there is actually a stand called atom atom Heartfather, which let which pretty much is like a dead spirit of someone who comes back as a picture that's a thing what <laughs> <laughs> what? What is this stand you speak of? Uh, it's Kira's father. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I'm back. I'm just a picture flying around. Okay. I love how they play that off. It's like, yeah, this is a flying picture. Pay, pay no mind. This. Uh, listen, I, a man can dream about Speedwagon, sir. Speedwagon is best girl. Um, but I would say. You misspelled trigger. Um, <laughs> no, I no, no, I didn't. I <laughs> it's not like man. I just woke. It's not like I woke up one hour, you, hour before this. What have, what have you done? It's, are you an enemy stand? 
Uh, One of the best quotes ever is from Okuyasu in part four. It's like, this guy is not our enemy. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's when they're talking about the uh, the alien. Yeah. This guy's yeah. not our enemy. He's just weird. And that, you know, that's another thing that killed me. They live in a world where there's stands and there's Haman and there's these weird characters. But yet an alien is something they can't quite handle. Of course. You know? are always hard to handle. <laughs> you sick bastard. <laughs> Listen, Yuki Nagato is mine. You can't have her. <laughs> um, that that just fascinates me. They have a whole cast of characters that can do all this, and yet they can't grasp the concept that aliens might actually exist. Yeah, also, I, mean... I got to figure out. I got to figure out the Japanese word for a crop circle. <laughs> watching, watching part four. It's literally mystery circle. <laughs> that's it's in English, and that's the Japanese term for a crop circle. Mystery circle. Yeah, it's fun. Like how bizarre this show gets, because you got aliens, but then you got like the most epic rock paper scissors fight ever. It's like oh, the Jojo. Jenkin boy. Yeah, Jojo is like a must. The show is like. A master of just taking weird situations, like making them even more epic they can be. Because, like, it's 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 fun how epic silly stuff can be. Because like the finale of Stardust Crusaders is great. It's really amazing. But you get like that's the finale of part three. So you get from that like these two. I won't say anything. It's just amazing. Then you get to part four and just like a, an old businessman and a young student throwing shards at each other. And it's still as epic as it, yeah. It is. It is. Um, the way that the, each individual part ends is very interesting to me because they all have very different endings. Like part one was a very very serious ending because it ends with spoilers. It ends with Jonathan's death, which at the time that this was made was unheard of for you to kill a shonen mm-hmm. main character. Like it was no shonen did that, and and still today a lot of shonens refuse to kill off main characters. But JoJo's did at the end of part one, um, and then part two has this ending where you feel like it it, it leads pretty well into part three, where mm-hmm. you feel like you're um you know that something else is coming, but you're not quite sure what it is. You just know it's gonna be good. Yeah. And then you get the end of part three, Stardust Crusaders, where it's. It's very sad, actually, because yeah. I really don't want to spoil this for Jason, but things happen I mean, are very sad. It, it's sad, but it's also a bit bittersweet in the sense that it's like a journey and then it ends. And just like any journey that ends, like there's a bittersweetness to it. Yeah, which I mean, it literally it is the literal concept of a hero's journey coming to an end. Yeah. And it, and it kind of ends with this feeling of, well, where do we go from here? And then you have part four. To the which, suburbs. <laughs> yeah, to the suburbs. And then you have part four, speaking of suburbs, that ends like almost as a slice of life comedy. Yeah. On a very and high note as well. A very, like a very, a very high note with a great very strong soundtrack. message. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's actually something that, that, that Riker and I have discussed that, that JoJo's part four ends on a really good message of community being an important part of someone's life. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, toward the end, all of those stand users in that town come together to fight Kira in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, there's a what? It's a five-part episode that takes place all in one day, and it's all the it's... different stand users fighting all these different battles. And it's it's yeah. so great. It's a very shitty day for all these people, but <laughs> it was a long day for sure. 
Um, but then you have like part three ends with this message of like enjoying the journey, not the destination. For sure. And then part two is like be thankful for what you have. And then part one is I don't even know, like <laughs> the fleeting nature of life. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Getting so deep. I don't know. It's a like, <laughs> drill energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The drill is your soul, Simone. I mean, Joseph. Someone make the crossover already. Please. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, before I started watching JoJo's, Hajime no Ippo was my favorite shonen. I love that show. I love that manga, too. But after this, JoJo's is miles ahead of any shonen I've ever seen in my life. And having watched it now, I realize why there were... There were so many anime over the years that referenced JoJo's. Because it's definitely a quotable series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's it super iconic. Deserves, it deserves its references, yeah. I think. Yeah, I love, seeing, and, I love seeing those references and other stuff. Like in Food Wars, with uh, yeah. Yeah. Gumi and uh, what's-his-name on their stands. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty good. That, that was beautiful. Yeah. Or um, there's a bunch of uh, JoJo's references in No Game, No Life. Yes. Yeah, there's like one shot of um, Sora and um, what was her name? Shiro. His sister, Shiro, where like they're just How like frozen you, in place. Isai. How dare you forget the name of our lowly queen? Yeah, the one that was introduced with a panty shot. All right. So, like, there is one shot of them like frozen in place, like with the menacing wor- words on the screen. Menacing. Every time I see that now, I know it's a JoJo's reference. Yeah. Um, there was another show this season. In Actually, I mean, I remember watching uh, my, my teen romantic comedy Snuff when there's like two JoJo references in that. It's like, that sh- they referenced it. They referenced it. It was pretty cool. Um, oh, uh, the second episode of Gabriel Dropout that's airing this season had a JoJo's reference in it. It was spectacular. Where they're doing the the cooking class and they have the menacing come up behind them. It's like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Especially since it's about angels and demons. It's like this is perfect. This is JoJo. Yeah. This is JoJo. This is a Moe JoJo. Is what this is. With all the expression that there's like that Konosuba has for its characters, I wonder how come there hasn't been any JoJo reference yet with an expression. I don't know, but there was an Ace Attorney reference, and I was very happy. <laughs> Oh, well, at least Megumin can do something except for explosions. She can be an attorney. She can object. Um, also, Akiva's trip is referenced JoJo several times now, but Akiva's trip is full of references, so that's not fair. that's not a fair comparison. <laughs> um, part five win. Yes, part five win. Uh, that's actually a really good question. Uh, Riker and I have talked about this as well. God damn it, Riker, why aren't you here? Um, why isn't he here? God dang it. Um, it's actually a really good reason, but it's I don't I don't want to talk about. It. Um, <laughs> uh, we have we have speculated there is a 30th anniversary event coming up soon for uh, JoJo's. Uh, we are speculating that there might be something announced uh, for Part Five, the anime for Part Five. There, it would certainly make sense. It'd be a really good time to do it. Um, but it would be cool if they could like do like a small teaser like they did for Diamond Is Unbreakable. Yeah, they did. And that's actually something else to to point out, that at the end of every single part, there has been a to-be-continued arrow at the end of it, at the the final episode. But there wasn't one in part four. Really? Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, what in... in, hmm. All it said was part part four end. 
yeah, at the end of Stardust Crusaders, there was a to-be-continued era. Interesting. But there was no to-be-continued era at the end of Part 4. All it said was Part 4 end. So I maybe thought it was just really don't interesting. Want to, maybe they just don't want to commit yet to maybe. making another season. I think at this point, David production would be very, very stupid not to keep going. I mean, if it is, mm-hmm. uh, if it is a budget problem, I'm hell, open it up with a Kickstarter. I guarantee you, you'll get the money. Oh, yeah. If, if if Nekopara can get an OVA funded, I guarantee you JoJo's can get another season. Not saying I donated, not saying I donated to Nekopara Kickstarter, but I might have. You sick bastard! Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean they're really probably just waiting to get the budget and stuff. Yeah. Because you know, if they I, want to, if they want to take some time with it, I'm fine. You know, if they want to take a year or so sure. off. And make sure they get it right. I'm I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, I mean, there's already so much anime to watch, so it's like I don't really mind waiting just a bit more for another season of JoJo. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was a teaser at the, be- at the beginning of the last OP uh, of. Oh yeah, I do, I do remember seeing that now. Like there was a small sign that pointed to, uh, I think somewhere in Italy, 2001. Yeah. Alright, well, you know what? Maybe that was their hint that they're dropping. Yeah, they're, they're, they are thinking about it for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would be disappointed if they didn't put some reference in it to it, but... Um, um, oh, that song is stuck in my head for... God dang it. <laughs> it's like the best. There's like there's a special version of it by the end of the season. It's like, And by that point, that song like becomes sort of an anthem. It's really special. Oh, man, I love the Bites of Death version, though. Yeah. Where you get where you get Kira doing this killer queen thing and it, it all starts running backwards. Even the visuals run backwards. It's amazing. And the arrows point opposite shit. directions. I, I I lost my shit when I when I saw it. it's like I I knew something was was coming. I just didn't know what. And then when it like the the OP starts like okay that's it's, oh wait what are they doing oh whoa it's amazing. Yeah. Um. God, what haven't we talked about yet? Well, That's the problem with JoJo. There's so much to talk about, and you want to talk about it all at once. I want to talk more about JoJo's, but I can't think of anything else to say. I think we said a lot of what we wanted to say. Uh, you should watch it if you haven't. If you've gotten this far and you haven't, sorry for spoiling everything for you. Just watch it for the visuals alone. Watch it for the Nani. <laughs> Go on YouTube, look for some Nani uh, compilation. I know it does, doesn't it? Although, if I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, leave it, no. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to say, was gonna say a dirty word in there? another language that has Nani in it, but no. Honestly, this JoJo is in the title. title. What doesn't sound dirty with it? Like, everything can be. <laughs> I mean, Bizarre is in the title, really? I mean... Um, oh, I will say one thing. Uh, this is specific to part four. I, I can't remember any other thing like this happening in any other parts. I'm, there might have been. I'd have to go back and check. But actual brand name products appeared in this show. Uh, Pepsi? Like Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> although they, um, uh, yes, the, the Stardust Crusaders cherry scene. Yes. Oh, yes. Where Kakyoin is eating the cherry. Oh, what are you, like, licking it with his tongue and all that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said, <laughs> there's a great mashup of that, and, um, or he's doing that, and then it's this woman going, can you eat pussy like that? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yes! 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Can you eat pussy like that? It's like, this is very appropriate. 
It's very appropriate. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. JoJo is... I mean, the comedy in JoJo is so weird, but it works so well. Yes. I remember there was that one scene when they get to a hotel in part three and and uh, Paul Narf wants to go to the toilet, but then there's like a pig stuck, stuck out of it. I don't know why, but... Because JoJo's. Because yeah. JoJo's. It's JoJo. It's JoJo. Hashtag it's JoJo. Hashtag JoJo time. I will say one thing. I, a, a while ago, I watched this uh, video of someone actually making, like, for real, a, a costume of Josuke and actually doing the hair bit to look like him. And if ever I'm going to actually commit to a cosplay, I'm actually going to try to dress as Josuke and make his hair. Because it looks so fabulous. I honestly wish I could make my hair look like Josuke. I want a pompadour like that. Because his pompadour is amazing. Isn't it inspired by Prince or something? I would I be think. surprised. <laughs> For some reason, the first time I saw his like character design, I was like, this got to be inspired by Prince. Here's somehow. the thing. Here's the thing. If you're watching JoJo's and you think it's a Western reference... It is a it Western is. reference. Because Araki is definitely a Westaboo. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely a Westaboo. He's such a cool dude. He is. I've actually, if you, anyone who's listening to this, if you actually get a chance, go on YouTube and see some of the interviews that he's done because he is very dedicated to this story. Yeah. But I heard some funny things about some things the kind of did it by mistake so apparently there was a stand called earth wind and fire in some part and then two parts later you used that stand name again because he forgot he already used that name <laughs> he might be making too many stands by this point it is amazing how he keeps coming up with new stands though like they're, yeah. like they're nothing um and but, they're also creative yes uh, yeah definitely if you get a chance go listen to some of his interviews because like even he says that he, he reads part one and part two now. And is like, I like, this doesn't seem like something I would do. <laughs> yeah. Is he still writing? He just seems like a really cool dude. Is he do still I? writing new parts? Like, is this still ongoing? Yeah, he's he's writing part, well, eight. I thought it was nine, but it's part eight now. Uh, Jojo Lion. And ask Riker about it sometime. He will tell you all of the very confusing things that are happening. <laughs> well, so it's Apparently, just as good. Apparently, I won't I won't spoil too much about it, but apparently it takes place in like an alternate timeline version of Morio from part four, where Kira is actually a good guy. <laughs> and Josuke wears a sailor suit. Oh, That's wait, all so I that, really know, though. that character is actually Josuke, but a different one? Yes, apparently. That's weird. <laughs> apparently, like... And Riker has said that he reads it and he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he really, he's he reading it and he does not know what the hell is going on. Um, well, that's Jojo for you. Yeah, there is speculation among a lot of the fan base that the next part that he writes after Jojo Lion, because Riker has said that Jojo Lion is uh, probably going to be wrapping up soon. Um, that the the next part will very likely be the final part of Jojo's. So that would be an end of an era. Would be the end of an era. Because that manga has been running since the 80s. 86. Yeah. Which coincidentally is the year that Stardust Crusaders takes place. Stardust Unbreakable cool takes place in 99, right? Yeah, 99. Apparently, I part think. 5 takes yeah. place in 2001. I don't know when part 6 takes place. I just know I really am ready for it because I want to see Jolene. I want to see the girl JoJo. Because everything that, that I've heard should, about her makes her sound like a badass. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, should be a lot of fun when we get there. It should. I've heard a lot of good things about part five. Um, I will say, if you have just watched the anime, 
highly recommend the manga because I have, since I finished catching up with JoJo's, I have read part one and part two of the manga, and it's very well drawn. It's it's very well laid out. The artwork is just it, it's it's very it's very shonen, especially part one. Um, but it's also very not shonen at the same time. Like it looks, I I would never have guessed, not knowing otherwise, that this was made in the eighties. I would get, I've guessed it was made in the late nineties, early two thousands. That's how good hmm. the artwork is. That's how, how well far ahead of its time it was. How well do you think David Production adapted the first two parts? Now that you've read them, I would say they're very, very good adaptations. Uh, pretty much one to one, and there are some small, minor details that they left out. But I think it, the details that they left out actually work in the anime's favor. Mm. Um, but I would say it's they're spectacular adaptations, both parts. Yeah. Um, there is a I section. Read, in... I haven't read any of part three yet. Um, so far, mm. only part one and two have official translations. Of the manga, um, I think part three has—I should say—completed official translations. I think part three is like halfway through an official translation, I believe. So I know for it's—it's it's been a bitch to get this licensed. Yeah, I'm because sure. no one want, no one wants to touch it because they're so afraid of a copyright infringement lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame them for not really wanting to touch it because with all shame. the references, I mean, I love it, but I'm sure it's like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think a lot of anime don't have so many Western references in them. Which is, it's a yeah. shame. It's a shame that copyright law is like this, that, that they're so afraid to even mention other things in anime. But tis the way of things. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes we get something like JoJo and it's just like, nah, let's just do our thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this might actually be a good place to end. I think so, too. <laughs> This is the shortest episode we've done in a while. Yeah, just just, just over an hour. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's JoJo's. I mean, read it, watch it. You can't go wrong either way. Um, walk like an Egyptian I first, while you do it, and walk like an Egyptian while you do it, because I want you around the roundabout. Nice. On the last train, also. on the last train home, I got every single title of the EDs in a single sentence. Oh. Also, everyone, just chill. Don't have a nervous breakdown breakdown just because part five is still far away. Oh, listen, listen to Ty. What did the anime fan do when he found out that every anime is just a JoJo's reference? What did he do? He had a nervous breakdown, breakdown! <laughs> <laughs> You'll I will understand never that get joke when you get to so... part four, Jason. All right. The best part. I'll just, I'll just, just saying. sit here and think you look silly until then. Breakdown, breakdown. <laughs> oh, man. Um... I will never get tired of that opening. I will never get tired of that song. Shoutouts to Great Days. What a fantastic opening. <laughs> I know it was a shitty pun. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yes. But I think this is a good place to end. Uh, I highly recommend JoJo's. I think that you guys both also highly recommend JoJo's. For sure. One of my favorites ever. Yes. Um, go read it. Go watch it. Praise David Productions. Praise base David Productions. Where's my part five? Oh, Lord and Savior. Where's my part five? No, Dean is our Lord and Savior. Let's let's, let's not be hasty, sir. <laughs> Dean is literally Dean. Not only saved the anime once, they're saving it again. This coming winter. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed this because I enjoyed it. I think everyone else here enjoyed it. Well, all two of these people who actually bothered to join me. <laughs> enjoyed it 
Um, well, I mean, it did allow us to gush over Jojo for like in a full did. hour. So it did. Can we admit though, before we go, that Joseph Joestar is literally the best shonen protagonist of all time? He is the funniest. I'll give you that. Oh, you want to <laughs> use that qualifier? Okay. He is quite enjoyable. I, I just don't want to say it. Taro better, so I can't even say that. Because Jotaro is just badass. <sighs> he's too soon. And he's right got the there. yada yada does it. I like, I he does, like ha- how he does he, have the best catch. I like how he comes up with stuff. Like how he figures how yeah. to beat each stand so far. Listen. And compared to, to how Atlantic Joseph was, it's such a... Yeah, he's cool. I love him. Well, he is my Just wait to part four, Jason. He's even he, better there. Yeah. Oh, Joseph? Jotaro. Joseph in part four is a moe old yeah, man. Yeah, Jotaro as well. But Joseph, Joseph is a moe old man in part four. I love it. And apparently the older he gets, the more moe he gets. And I just can't wait because I am a moe whore. He's got a silly hat even. Like even sillier than silly the one hat. he got him. He has, a, he, has a, he has a silly hat just like Jotaro. Although he doesn't pull his down and go yada yada yada. Nah, he's too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, shall we say goodnight, everyone? Or, or yeah, Nani? Lead us up. All right. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it because we all enjoyed it too. Um, if you like what you heard here, and there's no reason why you shouldn't, uh, you should uh, not say yadi yadi daze and check out all of our previous podcast episodes on uh, the audio versions on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, or on our uh, the video versions on our new YouTube channel. Uh, that's YouTube.com/slash Anime Club After Dark. Uh, or you can go to our website where I have them all linked there, animeclubafterdark.com. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, you can uh, join us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash animeclubafterdark. Uh, if you're feeling really ballsy, you could go check out Chinoda's Dungeon at animeclubafterdark.tumblr.com. I will never stop plugging that thing because I want people to be so embarrassed by it. I'm embarrassed by one day it that so thing's much. One day that thing's going to get someone fired. I <laughs> Mark my words. And it'll probably be um, yes. Uh, also, can I uh, plug something else? Go ahead. Well, hold on. I got one more. I got one more thing. Uh, go for also, it. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, go subscribe to our Twitch channel at uh, Twitch.tv/slash/AnimeClub. After dark. I think that's it. We have so many things now. Yeah, I think you got them all. One more thing, though. What? I want to give a big shout out and a plug to our small Discord server. We do have of the unofficial IGN Anime Club group. Because it's basically one of the chillest places ever. So if you ever want to come, join us. Talk about anime and shit-talking and eggplants and SAO 16.5. I'll send Alex the link and you could guys put it if you want. And come join us. It's a really fun place. Seriously, oh, though. Get your, earpl- oh, get, 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 get your earplugs for that main chat. They never stop shutting. They never shut up. In the best way possible. <laughs> sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, as always, uh, I have been Alex, and uh, I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Or good night, should everybody. I say...